Welcome, welcome. What? What's this? Why are you all looking so glum? Oh, I see, I see. You are nervous because of the king's new decree to round all mutants for study and research. Well, do not fret. A mutant has not been seen since times long forgotten. The rumors of mutants and the supernatural among us are mere folly. Unlike the tale I have for you all today, let me dissect the veil between the now and the time long forgotten, for the tale today is about the organization known as the SCP, or SCP for short. Who shall lead the investigation? None other than Ramble Shamble. Greetings and salutation, Rambler Shamblers, and welcome to this installment of Ramble Shamble, the podcast that Not a Nerd is apparently hosting today. Uh, if you guys didn't get that, that is me, uh, the person that has reluctantly stepped in because uh, the two uh, other people who think they can do things have asked me to do it so yeah so uh welcome to you mackie how are you doing on this fine and uh tumultuous time oh i'm doing good hello everyone <laughs> when, did, when did you become a host <laughs> uh, well uh when i was told to become a host thank you very much for this uh inconvenient time but it's okay anyway uh welcome to you Tonesk. how are you doing i'm doing well thanks good. looking forward to today's one Okay, good. Uh, so to any of the new listeners out there uh, and our old listeners, uh, this is Ramble Shamble, a podcast uh, that is a podcast. If you guys were ever wondering what a podcast is, um, you know, f- look at us for our socials. We have a hip and happening, uh, what do you call it, Discord thing going on. So please... Subscribe to it, uh, join it. There'll be some fun discussions and thingy magics going on there. So if you guys haven't joined yet, please join our Discord. Uh, yeah. So let's get started. Today we'll to... be doing yes. Very very good hosting start. Uh, we hope to see this happening in future things. Eh? Hopefully a little more refined. <laughs> Oh, okay. So what you're saying is that I'm not defined. <laughs> you know I'm messing with this you. This little nugget isn't yet gilded. Uh, oh, okay. He's going to so be a diamond by the end of this. He's going to be a diamond off this. So, so, so what type of nugget am I if I'm not defined? Are you calling me a shit nugget? Wow. Well <laughs> Language. Done. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's okay. There'll, there'll be a little glitter in there someday. Uh, okay, thank you. Uh uh, anyway, so welcome everyone. Uh, let's get this uh, kicked off. So this format we'll be doing today will be following something a little bit different. We'll be reading some extracts, or Maki and Iotanisk will be reading some extracts from from the SCP Foundation. Uh, I will be your gracious lord in this, and I will be determining which one was better. Uh, Regardless of the content, uh, <laughs> what I like is what I like, and I am biased in what I like. So, 
Good luck to the two of you. Uh, may the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> Copyrighted material right there for everyone. Oh, yeah. Anywho. Yeah. So uh, let's get this uh, going. So Wait, cool. Before Is we it... begin, bef- before yes? we begin, what would a shit nugget be called? Would it be like a shit nugget? <laughs> <laughs> Language guys. No, I think it would be. I think it would be called a snugget. <laughs> a shugnet. A shugnet. No, shugnet. That's what we all knew. Shugnet. 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 Maybe that should be the episode. Okay. The name of this episode. Oh yeah. SCP Foundation. Shugnet. That actually. That actually sounds perfect because just the word shug or that like phoneme makes mm-hmm. it sound like you're casting it out of yourself. Oh, so then oh. it like kind of makes sense with shit as well. A shugnet. But then what would what would do that with gold? Or something? Ooh, got me. Okay, this is this is a hectic tangent. This is okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So for all of you folks out there that don't know what the SCP Foundation is. Let me just read you some things. The SCP Foundation is a collaborative writing site based around the premise that, in essence, magic is real. It's not exactly like the traditional fantasy-style magic you've come to know, but that's the best way we can describe the stuff we have here. Anomalies, items and critters that do not follow the rules of nature as we know them. Staircases that go on forever. Mechanical gods from the beginning of time. Otherwise, regular humans who reshape reality with their mind. These are the kinds of things that, if known to the public, could cause mass hysteria and start wars on scales unprecedented. Due to that, there exists an organization called the SCP Foundation, whose job is to research paranormal activity, keep these creatures and objects concealed from the public, and protect humanity from the horrors of the dark. That's the long and short of it. This site is a place where a bunch of different people write stories about an organization that keeps the inexplicable under lock and key, except instead of just calling it magic, we use sciencey terms like otnokinesis and thoughtomology. The wiki started as a horror slash creepypasta site, so the majority of the older content is focused around that. But since then, we have expanded our horizons, and nowadays you can find any type of writing you'd want. From novella-length adventures to one-line jokes. Cool. So that's a <laughs> brief uh, outline of what it is. So if you didn't get it, it's a wiki. Oh, place yeah. where you can add. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, your description is quite accurate. Basically, so from that description, I'm getting SCP is just Area Fifty One. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take your apology, but it's okay. But carry on. No, no, it's it's just a it's a very interesting concept. Uh, obviously, it started out as a wiki, and then people made some really good stories, and some of the stuff could be possibly real. It's not like necessarily just like magic. What do you say, Jotun? Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I don't know if I've said it before on this podcast, but <laughs> no, there is a lot of like myths and folklore kind of things that I actually believe either did exist or do exist. But I just think that we're so hemmed in by our scientific mindset that we, our brains interpret any evidence uh, of like ontokinesis or thaumatology or magic as in in a scientific way and we explain it away. Are you a science denialist? Yes. 
So, so how do we stay on the planet? You caught me. You caught me. (laughs) How do you stay on the planet, you barbarian? Flat. What's gravity? It's it's because it's because of the motion of the turtle going through space. Ah, so the world is also flat. (laughs) And yes, could be. Could be. And and the turtle. And yes, the turtle does swim directly upwards. Mm. So what you're saying was uh, Terry Pratchett is actually the Messiah, and everything that he wrote was a. was uh, what was some form of like religious text, and the yes. color of magic is literally about the color of magic and not some weird he, interpretation of saw, like society. He saw through it all. He what shoes have you guys been taking? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, back on point, what I really like about the SCP Foundation is just the the collaborative nature of it, and it's like everybody has a give or take from other people's stories and there's like they they call it different canons in the SCP wiki where they'll say like this is the the Belliverse canon or something like that Um, and and it's just great how everybody is so free with all of these IPs and I could as an amateur game developer take something from there and make a game about it yeah. Yeah. The, just like that collaborative nature of it is it's so beautiful cool. to me. Yeah. Cool. So uh, that was a brief introduction to what the SCP Foundation is. Uh, everyone should go take a look. The wiki is really, really cool. Uh, there's a lot on there. So I suggest that you get yourself comfortable, maybe make yourself a cup of coffee or tea or some other drink that you uh, enjoy. And reads through some of the things. Some things are really, really cool. So, yeah. Cool. Some terminology that we should just uh, all get under the belt uh, is anomaly or anomalous. Anything that doesn't follow the rules of reality as we know them. Cool. So, uh, gravity for for Eotonisk is uh, anomaly, apparently. But that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Then we've got object classes. Uh, Each anomaly contained by the foundation as an assigned object class, which tell you how difficult actually, something is ac- to contain. Sorry, sorry, actually, gravity is shugnets that come from the giant turtle. Ah, <laughs> so what you're saying is that we'd be just being showered in shugnets. Shugnets. Yeah, there's like, like, there's like a, a glittering iridescent light and dust that comes out of the turtle. Oh, that's even like worse. Comes, but it that comes, just opens comes, a whole... It comes back onto like as rain onto the top of the disc and then that pushes us down onto but the, the, turtle. the my, my thing is like is there someone that's like vacuuming <laughs> the shag- shagnets no because we are drowning it's, it's in the, the, it just happens it's oh, it's just an, oh i see <laughs> so so let's get back to our object classes because this fits in quite yeah, nicely please. <laughs> so each anomaly contained by the foundation as an assigned object class which tell you how difficult something is to contain the three most common classes are safe meaning the containment is simple so i'd say that the shagnets coming from this giant turtle are relatively safe i'd say and then uslid meaning containment is more complex and keta meaning containment is very difficult to maintain so uh gravity and shagnets from the great turtle beyond are classes safe just so you guys know this is all according to the complex thinkings of eotonisk 
Yeah. So can, those are can, some. Can yeah. you escape gravity? Can you can, harness gravity? Can anyone escape reality? Ba, ba, Gra- gravity, gravity. I th- so I, I think that it's mm-hmm. more complex. So I would say that it's a Euclid, but not Euclid. Uh, say Euclid oh, or Euclid. It's Euclid. 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 Are you guys sure? Yeah, it's Euclid. Yeah. So is it GIF or Jif? Jif. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jif. Jif. <laughs> My name is a Jif. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so cool. So I'll kick us off, and then we can go to your guys' wonderful prepared uh, s- stories. Good. So one of the wonderful characters that you guys may come across throughout this wonderful journey into your ACP Foundation readings is uh, Dr. Jack Bright. So Dr. Jack Bright is a highly eccentric researcher working under the ACP Foundation's administrative department. Due to being bound to ACP 963, Bright is essentially immortal and can take over the body of whoever touches the pendant. However, instead of being classed as another SCP, Bright's usefulness has allowed him to keep working for the Foundation. At one point, he served as President of the United States what? in George W. Bush's body <laughs> due to a fatal hunting accident. This was to counter SCP Quadruple 4. He also makes public appearances inside his body in order to keep the illusion of Bush being alive and well. What? So cool. So this is the type of <laughs> I'm I'm just reading what's what's yeah. on this wonderful wiki. Flip. I'm not um yeah. No, that that just that astounds me. Flip, I never heard of that part for Dr. Bright. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what we can just a just a little bit more of a, a side road here. Does it mean Bright uh, was the reason that we had so many different wars Basically. in the Middle East. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Could <Yeah>. be. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, so that's a, just a really brief introduction to Jack Bright. Um, cool. And I'll just be reading some entries from his fr- uh, or a list of things that uh, Dr. Bright is not allowed to do <laughs> at the foundation. So this will give you... So he is president... Uh, so I'm pretty sure there's a lot of things as a result from that and other things that he's done that he is not allowed to do at the foundation. Uh, so Dr. Bright is not allowed to feed anything with pizza, bu- peanut butter to cane. Uh, that's a whole different story. Uh, so he's no longer allowed to challenge able to unwinnable games like tic-tac-toe. It was three weeks before Abel conceded t- to a draw. Uh, Dr. Bright is not allowed to bargain with personnel for their souls, not even if he can get them to a good deal. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Dr. Bright is not allowed to go off of his medication. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, may not use any form of the word accident as an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, violate the dress code even on casual Fridays. Uh, no matter how many times you say, please, Dr. Bright, we won't put any of the hats you've been asking about into the dress code. Dr. Bright is not allowed anywhere near a Renaissance festival. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not with the D-class and garb. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so um, a D-class personnel is basically a prisoner, like a death row prisoner or something. Best in an orange jumpsuit. Yeah, he's, they're basically the cannon fodder 
that gets sent in whenever someone doesn't know what uh, Anomaly does, what an SCP does. And, and they need human test natu- subjects. Because they're expendable, exactly. Yeah. Cool. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll read two more and then I'll get on. Uh, so there is no ethics committee. And even if there was, does anyone believe that Dr. Bright would be on it? <laughs> no. As anything other than <laughs> what not to do. Um, Dr. Bright uh, is not from an alternative timeline. Dr. Bright cannot issue orders to preserve the timeline or to corrupt the timeline or to screw with those history nerds. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. So I suggest to all the listeners out there that you go read up on this really cool character, Dr. Bright. He's uh, really, really cool. Cool. Can I can I can I make a, a personal request? Yes. About Dr. Bright. No. Because there's such an amazing one that I want you to read. Um why don't you just read it? Fine. Okay. Uh so number thirty seven from uh the things that he's not allowed to do. Chainsaws are not the solution to every question. Addendum one. Nor is more chainsaws. Addendum 2. Or chainsaw cannons. <laughs> addendum 2, addendum 2. Except for that one. And yes, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, just out of curiosity, how long is this list? Is it 100? Is it 1,000? Uh, it's... It... Yeah, but like... Yeah, uh, so the, the list, the official number is 287. Oof. But there's a heck of a lot of addendums and Oof. sub things, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, but 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 guys, guys, just think like what these people had going through their minds to think <laughs> of all these ridiculous. Things. <laughs> can, can I can I please read uh, uh, number sixty six? Well, you're the host, <laughs> so you get to dictate. The foundation motto for the for the SCP is secure, wow. contain. Protect. Not any of the following. Number one, stab carrion powerfully. <laughs> Number two, let us let's use it on sixty six eight two. Number three, throw the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, number six, blood makes the grass grow. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> uh, number seven, fuck trees. I climb clouds, motherfucker. Number nine, whose hand is that? Uh, number ten. If all else fa- if all else fails, poop on it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is a very interesting uh, character. <laughs> ooh, can I? Okay. Yeah. Number twenty-five. Seduction, coitness, and pregnancy. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I shall uh, carry on, I guess, uh, after that uh, wonderful introduction to <laughs> Doctor Bright. Cool. Uh, my SCP reading for today for this uh, podcast will be SCP number 426. Uh, its object class is Euclid. So, ah, okay. Sort of, sort of dodgy, but not really dodgy, you know? So, special containment procedures. I am to be sealed in a chamber with no windows through which I may be viewed. The door to my chamber must have a label completely unrelated to my designation or identity. In order to prevent unintended spread of my primary effect, only level 3 and above personnel are to know of my presence and particularly of my properties. 
Assigned personnel are to be rotated out on a monthly basis to prevent contamination by my secondary effect. Psychiatric evaluation is mandatory at the end of the month. If personnel are deemed unaffected, they may be reassigned to me no less than four months after their last rotation with me. Any affected personnel are to be given a Class C amnestic and transferred to a different site. Cool description. Hello, I am SCP-426. I must be introduced this way in order to prevent ambiguity. I am an ordinary toaster, able to toast bread when supplied with electricity. However, when any human being mentions me, they inadvertently refer to me in the first person. Despite all attempts, <laughs> despite all attempts, there is yet to be a way to speak or write about me in the third person. When in my continuous presence for over two months, individuals begin to identify themselves as a toaster. Unless forcibly restrained, these people will ultimately harm themselves in the attempts to emulate my standard function. <laughs> and uh, just to deject from the description, um, I think that conjures up very interesting images of uh, what uh, people are doing to <laughs> emulate standard functions of a toaster. <laughs> Good. On with the story. Uh, I was discovered in the home of the Blank family after the gruesome deaths of three of its members. I had been given to the younger Mrs. and Mrs. Blank as a wedding gift. No card or any other identifying markers had been found on my box. Approximately two months after the family received me, fire crews were dispatched to the home due to an electrical fire. The younger Mrs. Blank died from the uh, from the electric discharge that she had caused when attempting to devour an electric socket. The other two victims Ish. had died shortly before the fire occurred. The elder Mrs. Blank had gorged herself with nearly 10 kgs of bread before her stomach burst and she died of internal bleeding. The younger Mr. Blank died of severe blood loss after attempting with me. So that's redacted. So... I don't know what that redacted part is, guys, but uh, it could be quite interesting. Use your imagination. The sole survivor was the elder Mr. Blank, who was suffering from severe malnutrition. He stated that he had inserted some bread a week prior and was still waiting for the sows to pop out. I was confiscated by the foundation after police noted my unusual properties. A Class C amnestic was administered to the affected officers. Good. So that's my reading. But... Just imagine having the power to make a person think they are a completely inanimate object. Oh, uh, I just, I just loved how you, when you were des- describing it because, like, I've read uh, some like those descriptions, and you're saying me a lot, and I am a toaster. Like, I don't remember yeah. SCPs writing their so, own so the, descriptions. So, so, <laughs> so the officer writing this obviously was writing it in. As he, as the toaster, uh, <laughs> because that's one of the f- secondary effects <laughs> of of having to be around this toaster. That is so cool. Yeah. Okay, guys, we can't avoid the elephant in the room. What's happened mm-hmm. to the boy? What happened to the boy? <laughs> I think it's safe to say that he attempted to make shugnets. Shugnets, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Uh, what happened to the boy? Uh, well, do you so want me the, to say it? I want to say it. Like, okay, I think he basically tried to shove bread up his ass and oh, then no. tried to go for the socket. Okay, socket. I do not need to know that. 
<laughs> okay. Man. Yeah. That was a great one, dude. Very good. <laughs> Can't doubt good. the toaster. Okay, so we're gonna you guys are gonna play uh rock, paper, scissors, and uh whoever wins gets to read theirs first. Okay, so how, how, go how are we gonna do this? Are we gonna like type out push out answer on discord and you see the answer then oh yeah so, so everyone so get your things ready type it out so long i'm ready and then i'm gonna uh and then i'm gonna say rock Wait, paper there's scissors a rock, there's a rock paper scissors game online i really don't think we need to go that detailed <laughs> mm. uh okay J- just do it on the group okay <laughs> these freaking nerds <laughs> eh yeah My word jeez <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I'm not a nerd. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay. That's very suspicious. Rock, okay, paper, so, uh, Are you going to say rock, scissors. paper, scissors? we press enter or what's going to happen? Or do we just... Yeah, you're going to press uh, enter. So type your answers. Type R, C, or P. You like this, the hardest no, Okay. R, S, or P. Okay. So rock, a paper, a scissors. Shoot. I send. Ah, oh. ah, oh, Mackie won! Yay! I tried to be a step ahead. <laughs> I didn't I sh- think I didn't think Mackie would be this like be a trend. Yeah, I'm just the fan yeah. favorite. You know, everyone likes me the most in Default. this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. So I got an SCP. Yeah, there's a there's a number of SCPs out there. Um. But this one seems to be like. I don't know. I like this one the most. It's quite a fan favorite of mine. Um, yeah, so I'm going to start with a story first, and then afterwards I'll give a brief description. I won't go too too, de- too in depth. Yeah, so I'm going to start with my description of the, oh, sorry, the story first, and then kind of get you guys uh, try to decipher what I'm trying to say. Maybe you guys get a bit of an idea of my of my story. So I'm going to go straight from the toaster. <laughs> yeah. Is that why that we need to decipher or what? Yeah, you'll get a feel of what this is about. Trust me, it's not like a very complex thing. So, FYI, this is not my story. If you want to know the story, it's from by Crystal Horrors. You can search them up. They have this story that I believe is quite a good description of it. Okay, so let's, let's start. You go into an IKEA store to buy some furniture, but notice there's nobody nearby. You look around and find an employee standing in the middle of nowhere. The employee was super tall. You go up to the employee and tap its shoulder. It turns around, revealing it had no face. You run away looking for the exit, but it's gone. How did that even happen? You ask yourself. Why did you even decide to go deeper into the store when there was nobody there? You start walking around looking for an emergency exit. But you stumble upon some food and decide to take it. You enter a base slowly made of furniture, food, mechlets, and completely untouched. All of a sudden, it turned night. You are about to head outside, but then see an employee attacking someone. Unfortunately, the person had died after an employee tried to get to the base but failed. At that point, you were safe and realized employees attacked anything at night. It's, it's like a simulation you understood that you had to survive every night, gathering stuff, gathering stuff, so in the morning, you decided to start expanding the base. 
As a result, you started to actually become better at surviving. There was one problem, you, ha you had no service or working TVs, so you would entertain yourself with homemade puppets. You had memorized the open and closing times in to prepare for the nights and to survive the mornings. One accident happened when one of the employees got into your base. You stabbed one with a knife and it fell dead to the ground. You got curious of what it looked like on the inside of the body. As you cut it open, it was empty. No bones, no organs, no muscles. Nothing. How is this even possible, you thought to yourself. You got rid of the body by throwing it out. Once again, another employee came around your base and found the employee, employee's body immediately a bunch of employee bodies were trying to get in. It seemed like the body and the, the dead body attracted more employees. When it turned to so-called mourning in the store, you got rid of the body by bringing it to an area where it is not so near to your base. You kept using weapons like knives, axes and other things you could get at an IKEA store. After months of being in the base, you decided to leave and find a new home. You packed everything you left. For eight hours, you were walking, continuously walking down, down the long aisles that just did not seem to end. No signs of an exit. No signs of other people. You finally found some survivors and you introduced yourself. They explained their accommodation and you quickly fall right in. At the at night in the store, which I will now refer to as nighttime, we started sharing stories. Some mentioned that they never came across the Alpha Tower or never there was never such a thing as the Statue of Liberty. This was strange because they obviously it couldn't be that oblivious. But as we started sharing more and more stories, our, our facts and knowledges were differing. Like almost we were from a different universe altogether. As night approached, we we defended the base as much as we could, stuck knives to the end of sticks and stabbed the employees as they shouted, it's time to exit. That voice still rings in my head. It's time to exit. You, are, you should leave now. At the, as the morning came up, we woke up and we decided to venture for a possible exit. We, got, we wandered around, hoping to find the exit before the next night approached. All of a sudden, I saw the entrance. Amy, Amy helped me towards the exit, but a guy blocked, blocked it by a bed. In the morning, Amy was already working on the base. So we didn't. We were unable to escape this horror of a night show. Sorry, the story is a bit uh, badly worded. So that is, this is SCP three thousand and eight or three double zero eight. It is a Euclid, and as you can gather, it's a infinite IKEA store. What makes this SCP really interesting is that it is an outside exterior completely identical to a normal IKEA store. Uh, victims would enter into the store completely unaware that it was an SCP and they would be gone for months, even years, completely out of reality. While I like this SCP altogether is that it's kind of, it's interdimensional. It brings other people from different universes into the same IKEA, which is infinitely large. I won't go into too much, but 
the creatures that we were des- uh, that are described in the story is SCP 3008-1. It's basically a entity with no face resembling a IKEA employee and basically a human con- uh, looks like a human but once killed or if it is incapacitated it is completely empty. Now mm. SCP-3001, last, last thing, and then... Oh, sorry, this is SCP-3000-2, humanoid entities. So, the dash 1s are the, hum- are the civilians that I just spoke about. At dash 2 are the humanoid entities. Now, during daytime, or when the lights are on in the IKEA, these entities are passive and will generally just wander around, not really saying or doing anything. But as the night approaches, the entities become aggressive. They attack any civilians that is near a dead body of its own or if it, if it is approached by a civilian. And it will shout and scream out, telling the, the victim to please leave the building. The store is now closed. Please exit the building and brutally kill them. That is the SCP that I'm bringing up to the table. It just, so- it just sounds like it's protecting its property. If you ask me, <laughs> how dare these innocent bystanders that seem to be walking outside in this innocuous walking or parking lot dare to tread on by this <laughs> this very odd IKEA? Well, that's that's the interesting thing about this SCP because it's able to. I, I think this SCP moves around, so it's classified as Euclid. So it's not necessarily based at one IKEA. It, it moves around. Mm. And what makes this interesting is that you would walk into the store thinking, hey, this is just a normal store, walking in, and all of a sudden, bam, you're, the door's gone. You, <laughs> you're now living in this accommodation until if you're lucky enough to find the exit. And lucky enough is if it's the same dimension, you it's, it's like your home dimension. Ish. <laughs> so in, in theory, it could transform into any type of shop, right? So no, just like IKEA. So apparently, it's it's only IKEA's around the world, oh. as far as I understand around, it. Around many different worlds. Around uh, um, the same world and different worlds. So it, it would say the one is based in Canada, and then it would shift to another place in America. So I I don't think the building is fixed to one location, and and obviously it's interconnected to different dimensions or different worlds. I have a, oh. I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Are they are they fast or are they slow? Apparently, are fast. they are they? So, so they're like the uh, they're not like the Walking Dead zombies. No, so because they do they do seem a lot like zombies to me. So they are like, Walking Dead during the day, uh, very much so. But they they want to they won't engage with the civilians unless prompted to, like if the civilian decides to attack it. And so they're ju- like dying light, dying y- light zombies, basically. The, a lot of the stories that I've seen and heard and read, basically the people have to use beds and chairs and stuff to like build a wall so that the guys can't break through as easily. So they, and then they leave little openings and with sticks and, and knives as the common weapon. They would like, try to stab it. Goes down like a normal human, but completely organless. So it's just like a, almost like a paper man, which is weird. <laughs> huh. So all you have to technically do is just throw water on it then. Uh, <laughs> I think they might have tried. But the how the, these civilians or 
how the SCP Foundation calls them is 3008-1. They basically eat anything that like a normal war would eat. So you get access to like the cafeteria food. And when that food eventually runs out, it will magically reappear. Like no one goes there. It's just, it's just restocked itself. So the Sakia is basically, you could survive there theoretically forever if you could survive the nights. Do, do, do Ikeas have food? Apparently. Yeah, life? they do. Oh. They sell Apparently. Swedish meatballs. Yeah, <laughs> I can I imagine. wonder if they have, like, assemblable artillery in there. Yeah, Are you talking about beans? <laughs> beans to shoot nuggets. <laughs> Is that assemblable <laughs> artillery? Shagnets. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I will say the last bit before I've done my my entry. Um, I did mm-hmm. see one, like a few SCP stories that I like I watched on YouTube because she says so many, and there was one with the three thousand and eight that interests me, where the SCP Foundation sends in civilians or not their civilians, sorry, the D class into kind of obviously test, but there was one entry where. The man exited 10 seconds later with the entity chasing after him. And it was, the entity was caught, killed the man before it was being terminated by armed response personnel. So that makes it like almost in the way that those entities can come out to the real world whenever it feels like. And the SCP Foundation can only kind of partially contain it if they find the right IKEA store. <laughs> It's really interesting. Oh, jeez. Mm. Makes you think. <laughs> yeah, so they could, like, kidnap you and take you to the IKEA. Oh. oh. I don't and think I would want to go to here. Find, and then they have <laughs> to find a store that's different to all the other ones that look exactly like it. And just enter and hope for the best. <laughs> it makes you, like, think, like, I don't want to go to IKEA stores anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. Well, that's my entry. Okay. Huh? Not a note has left us. What? What do you want from me? Introduce me. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. Uh, this is the the incredibly uh, interesting human being called Yotanisk. Uh If you are a human being. Hmm. No, but they... Nobody knows. Maybe nobody an entity. Knows. SCP. <laughs> <laughs> Can you help me with my cupboard? Jeez, too soon, too soon (laughs) Too soon, too soon, okay (laughs) Too soon, too soon (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Mackie's telling of a very interesting Ikea uh, Had me thinking quite a lot there So Yotanisk, you better do something about it Uh, And in three, two, one Are you sure you're a human? <laughs> there was okay, a there was I'll a hesitation that. there. <laughs> there was a lot of hesitation there. Okay, that cool. sounds like a loaded question. I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, loaded with any beans from IKEA, so don't worry. Okay, just go your turn. <laughs> okay, okay. So I can tell you that this SCP is a Keta class use SCP, Ish. which is very dangerous. It's 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 special containment procedures are therefore quite complex and difficult to carry out. All media reports related to SCP-1000 
that is this SCP, are to be examined for potential verifiability. All organizations and individuals investigating SCP-1000's existence are to be kept under surveillance by Mobile Task Force Zeta-1000 and discredited and administered amnestics. An amnestic is a substance that makes you forget about uh, an SCP or anything else. Yeah. What's the, what's the difference between that and what they have in the Men in Black movies? <laughs> Basically, the this the one, the one gets injected into name. you. <laughs> uh, it's like a drug. Uh, <laughs> <Jokes>. uh, <laughs> um, all physical signs of SCP-1000 existence must be retrieved and kept in Foundation custody, and replaced with decoy items if necessary. Alleged sightings of SCP-1000 must always be investigated by Mobile Task Force Zeta-1000 however trivial the claim. Absolutely no contact with wild or captive instances of SCP-1000 is allowed without prior approval by Director Jones. Any interaction between SCP-1000 and humans, including Foundation personnel, must be reported to Director Jones immediately. I chose this SCP because it has something to do with the only phobia that I have, which is pithecophobia, if any of you know what that is. And if you don't, basically the first sentence of this description will illustrate it for you. The description. SCP-1000 is a nocturnal omnivorous ape, classified in the hominy branch along with genera Pan and Homo. Adults range in size from one and a half to 3 meters tall, that's 5 to 10 feet, in height, and weigh between 90 and 270 kgs, 200 to 600 pounds. They have grey, brown, black, red, and occasionally white fur. They possess large eyes with good vision, pronounced brow ridge, and a sagittal crest on the forehead similar to that of a gorilla but present in both sexes. Their intelligence is on par with that of Pan-Choglodites, the common chimpanzee. SCP-1000 evolved alongside Homo sapiens, existing contemporaneously with proto-humans and humans in large numbers until 10,000 to 15,000 years ago, when an extinction event eliminated all but 1-5% to of their population. This event was triggered by SCP-1000 contracting an anomalous pseudo-disease <coughs> classified as SCP-1000-F1. This disease is passed on at the genetic level and affects every present-day instance of SCP-1000. The majority of SCP-1000 instances are born immune to the effect. Those who are not born immune quickly, immune quickly die. The effect of SCP-1000-F1 is as follows. Any hominid, including humans, chimps, bonobos, and non-immune instances of this SCP, are directly or indirectly, or that indirectly or directly, observe any instance of another SCP-1000 has minimum 
2% chance of being instantly killed through anomalous means via permanent cessation of brain function. This percentage is cumulative, and the longer a human views SCP-1000, the higher the chance of instantaneous death increases, at a rate of about 1% per 20 minutes of viewing. This effect varies between individual members of the species, with some individuals carrying a death chance of 90%. This effect is also produced, of dead, produced by dead individuals, although small fur samples do not exhibit the effect. Comments? Hmm. No, uh, I'm looking up SCP on the old-fashioned Google, specifically Bigfoot. And I actually, yeah. actually remember reading up one, one, one entry where, like, your entry, I'm not saying it's wrong or uh, <laughs> not, not putting anything down on there, but I heard that well, the one that I read was pretty interesting on like a side topic is that that was a a made up story to for the lower class scientists to believe what what this SCP was, and appa- apparently this SCP is actually is, was the dominant race in the past, where humans were still like trying to understand fire and everything. And then one stage, oh, right. the humanity took over in terms with this disease, where it made the made these SCP one thousand stupid. No, yeah, it's just really I've, interesting. I've heard of this before. Yeah, Super see, that's where that's where different canons and yeah, like the collaborative use come into it. But um, I'm I'm not done yet. I just wanted you guys to chirp in a little bit about <laughs> this thing's lethality. But just, okay. Just, You've always uh, had a thing for anything that's monkey related. <laughs> I know and that's why I'm. It out there. That's what I was saying. Like pythicophobia, man. Like apes, apes and monkeys just freak the shit out of me. Ish. I can't. Those. I if I were to look in the eyes of an ape in real life, I would lose it. Those Are those things. No, they can think, bro. Those things. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I would think. not be able to look in their eyes. No, but geez, they know they're waiting. They're plotting, dude. <laughs> they're, just, they're just biding their time. I'm telling you now, apes. Okay, but anyway. Okay. Continue the story. Known means of preventing this effect are small scale only and include redacted. See the attached documentation because level three clearance is required to know this. Because of SCP-1000's close relation to humanity, it is considered likely that SCP-1000-F1 could eventually transfer to human carriers. Any instance of SCP-1000 finding its way to a major population center would constitute a blank class end-of-the-world scenario and a minimum death toll of redacted and possible extinction of humanity. Fortunately, SCP-1000 appears to instinctively avoid human contact. It is not currently feasible to exterminate SCP-1000 entirely. The highest known population concentrations of SCP-1000 are at present located in the Pacific Northwest region of North America and the Himalayan mountain range in Asia. As of blank, 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 these populations remain extant. That means that it's not extinct, so they actually survive. 
SCP-1000's presence and data expunged have also been documented within the past, pa- past five years on every continent. All known significant populations of SCP-1000 located near human population centers have been eliminated. SCP-1000 came to the attention of the Foundation via contact by Dr. Franz blank, in 14 blank, with the Children of the Sun, who identified themselves as outcast members of the Serpent's Hand. That's a group in the SCP Foundation that you can read about. This group has since been completely destroyed by the Foundation, due to their reluctance to surrender information about SCP-1000, SCP-blank, and SCP-blank, since reclassified as SCP-1000-blank and SCP-1000-blank. Remaining members have either joined the Foundation or have gone into hiding presumably as members of the Serpent's Hand. Weapons, tools, and other unique pseudo-technological resources in possession of the organization have been classified as SCP-1000-001 through SCP-1000-blank. These resources have been made by use of the Foundation in multiple instances. For a full list, see document 1000 3534-Y, level 3 clearances required. Access to surviving ex-members of the Children of the Sun is restricted to personnel with clearance level 4, slash 1000, unless given direct authorization for contact by Director Jones. Further information is available to personnel with clearance level 3 slash 1000 or above. Personnel with clearance level 3 slash 1000 or above are required to read document alpha dash 1596 dash 1000. Um, there are a few addenda, but I don't think that those are necessary for us. Mm. But this seems to be one badass SCP. Like, you just look at them and you could just get a brain aneurysm or something. <laughs> that is ridiculous, dude. Uh, I can imagine. Jeez. Like, that's a, that's an interesting thing. It's like, if this is Bigfoot, Bigfoot, sorry, Bigfoot, Bigfoot or Big <laughs> Schnugnet, uh, <laughs> just thinking about this thing where people are trying to actively find it, though. That's the interesting thing. Like, people oh, yeah, are like. Squatches. Yeah, you know Squatches, or they, they, they've had the game of uh, Hunt Bigfoot or something like we hunt around Bigfoot. Yeah. The, my question there is, like, if if you look at it, at this thing through a lens or something, does that mean you die? Good point. Ooh, that's I mean, the there's question. ways around it. Yeah. Well, then it's, it's kind of like the Basilisk from Harry Potter then as well. Like, if you look at it in a reflection or something, it doesn't murder you, but um, it can, like, petrify you or something. Maybe it's something like that. It's also interesting that it, like, just, it actively tries to avoid humanity, which is interesting. Mm. Yeah. I just think that people experience brain death before they even get the chance to take a photo. <laughs> Good point. 
when they take a photo so with like, like that little smudge and say, I got it, I got it. There's not enough of a picture. <laughs> it's just like veg- vegetative humans just lying over all all over the countryside in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> like it just decides like, you know what? I'm sick of it. I'm just going to walk down in the middle of a city. Don't care whoever sees me. And then today's news, we got a surprising look of a Bigfoot. Uh, we're going to show this to the world and... You know what well, I'm I thinking mean- now? Like that, that one meme of Bender Bender Rodriguez, Bender Bending Rodriguez, where he's like walking with a puffed out chest. Like just imagine a, a, a SCP-1000 walking through a city like that and everyone's like, what is this thing? And just collapsing. <laughs> yeah, she's, okay, that's very interesting. <laughs> what do you think, host? Wow. All, right, all right, so I'm allowed to talk now. Oh, I'll start my own podcast with with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I it's tricky because on the one hand, it's like now that I know I'm not allowed to look at it, I want to look at it even more. Oh, so true. And that's sort of like frustrating me. Because on I'm like, but I want to look at it. But imagine being the last thing that you look at before you die is some like hairy butthole. Like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know, like, is it tall. like just the face, or yeah. is it like the private areas as well? <laughs> yeah, or you look at its toe or something, <laughs> and the last thing you die is like thinking of a foot fetish, <laughs> like something really odd like that. You know, I think that must literally suck. Oh my gosh! Like yeah. You just like yeah. dreaming of massive big <laughs> hobbit feet by the end of yeah. it. Yeah. That's a Jeez. good point. Yeah, like Frodo Baggins just walking all over <laughs> you as you die. <laughs> Master, I like, Master said uh, nothing. <laughs> I like a lady uh, with hairy feet. <laughs> Foot fetishes confirmed. Yeah. Your turn. Okay, now, do you, do you guys actually believe in Bigfoot? No. I believe he did exist, but no longer. I, I do... I do think, I mean, this is a hard one because I, I definitely do think, like Mackie stated, that there were some, like, primate species as as Homo homo sapiens were, were developing and stuff alongside us. I'm, sh- I'm sure there were, you know. But, oh, yeah. But, but let's be honest, like, how, how, how capable are, especially things that are that humanoid, able to stay away from 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 humanity for so long you know dude, especially dude, today I, with yeah i told you dude they can think <laughs> those things are out there waiting they are biding their time i'm telling mm. you they probably like live underground or something like that those they're probably troglodytes they're probably troglodytes that are in extremely difficult to reach places Possible. They're out there, dude. They're waiting. Well, just a whole <laughs> bunch of troglodytes in like some weird like country that has a dictator. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Like hard to read places like that? Or <laughs> Or Nazis, are we doing have you, Nazis? <laughs> have you guys have you guys heard of the Inner Earth theory? Yeah. 
they could be that civilization that's in the inner earth if that is true. Does that mean that the oil that we get from the ground comes from their poop? Ooh. Are you <laughs> telling me that oil is sh- shugnets? Well, think of what oil is, if you think of it. It's fo- fossils that's been in the ground for ages and decades, so it could be their like, graveyard, because they must be in foreign troglodytes. It's the, it's and then the they have that like, little graveyard, and it's- then... We have a thing that the strategy goes down there. It's like, no, my friend or my mum. We just see this black goo go up in the sky. <laughs> it's, the, it's their sewage that has become like their type of radioactive. So that, it's, so that it has like a lot of content, potential chemical energy just like sitting there. But it's really, really thick. Oh. They, don't this, they don't get the same kind of food as we do and that's how we get petroleum my, my question is if medusa and this ape thing had to battle it off in like a steering competition what would happen i think medusa would lose because medusa has to like wait that's a that's an interesting thing like does medusa yeah. activate her power or does she just need do you just look at her face no she, you, you just you look, just at, look her. at her okay yeah yeah you you're probably so, thinking of God of War. No, like like, I, I, like I've seen many ideas. games where like the Medusas would like stand in place and then they would like pull back their head and then and then the person would turn to stone. I'm like, huh? <laughs> no, no, it's it's when you look at Medusa. But but the nice thing about Medusa is you you can stare at her other body parts and you won't die. I'm right. Yeah. That's the yeah, thing. Like could, she's she's so beatable. You just have to put like a sack on her head. You know? <laughs> no story, uh, guys. I don't know where this. I, d- I don't know where uh, this conversation's going. But remember, this is sort of a family centric. Oh yeah, and we're also running the <laughs> well, time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess in the modern age, you would just like make an app for that, like a, a MR or a AR app. That when you shine the cap or you show the camera at her, then it just puts like <laughs> one of those black boxes on her face. So <laughs> you can't see her face, but you can see everything else. Yeah, that's certainly something that could be done. So yeah. <clears throat> getting back to the to the overall podcast uh, for today, uh, cool. I can't really make a choice on which of the two ACP anomalies are scarier. Three. Pick mine. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not judging my own because I know mine is superior to everyone else's, <laughs> but that's a completely different story for a different time. Um, but I do like making bread. Anywho, so I, I don't think one is necessarily scary than the other. It just depends on where you live. I mean, if you live in like a rural place and th- they, are, they are known to be like primates and things in the area, like then I'd be like scared. But if I like, I was living in a place with a lot of IKEAs around me, <laughs> then I'd also be scared. You know, if I was like in a more like urban area, so it's it's not like that easy to decipher or to decide what which one is is more malicious or scarier, or which one's more superior. You know, mm. I I th- I think running around with, uh, for example, with with uh, camera glasses or something. If you were part of some cleanup squad for the SCP, you could probably sort of overcome overcome these uh, these prime primate thingy jigs, and then with the 
with the IKEA thing, apparently you just have to send in like different squads to different places at the same time and hope one of them is actually haunted. Yeah. You know, so it, it's it's really up to you. It's like which one's more administration from 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 in that in that in like that regard. I think the IKEA thing scares me because I hate having to write paper. Yeah. And stuff, you know. <laughs> you know. But then the other one also frightens me because I don't want to do so much exercise either. Because <laughs> it means I've I've walked pretty far into the middle of nowhere for me to have come across such a such an animal, you know. So yeah, so that's the gist of it. Um I like chicken and uh Yeah. This is the part you do the outro for the episode. Oh, oh, oh yes, oh, great. Uh, thank you, listeners, for for giving us your time. My name is Not a Nerd, and yeah, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this wonderful uh, podcast. Um, I have decided that I will take over this podcast as my own because Mackie Neotonist uh, uh, are doing a uh, what shall I say? A, a good job, but you know, because I'm not a nerd, I could obviously do everything better. But yeah, so thank you for coming and giving us your time. Uh, anything you want to say, Mackie? Yes, guys, please re- check out our old episodes if you have not listened to them already. Uh, the last one could be of interest if you guys like the horror and folklore vibe. But do do listen to them. Please join our different social medias. There's Discord, Twitter, eventually Twitch. And make sure you comment on who you thought was the winner. Was it uh, not a nerd with his interesting story? But I am toast. I cannot say I enough for I am toast. Or it could be my one about Infinite Kia or Jotun and his Bigfoot of a foot. But yeah, there's a lot of things that you guys can do. Please comment and it could be a future episode. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, we're all winners. Everybody, please also remember that uh, we would like to also know what your favorite SCP is if we if these aren't one of them. And we're going to go through them. And if we see one that stands out, either you guys or multiple people have chosen that one and suggested, or one that we find is very interesting, like particularly so, then we will choose that SCP for for us to read and talk a little bit about in our separate playlist, Ramble Shrapnel. Okay. Nice. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.